When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Goodness me, what a eventful pre-record it has been I know, it has been, mate It's all been kicking off, hasn't it? Yes, just, you know We've been on the line for 45 minutes And we haven't even started recording yet Standard That might, be a, standard. That might be a record, actually <laughs> But now it's normally our average um, Anyway, hello, Laura Hello, Vic How are you? Meh, you know <laughs> Nice little stretch there How are you? Laura, you're looking very fetching in your matching hair and pink jumper which I, I feel try. like this is your podcast jumper. It was because this morning was a bit chilly. So the last couple of days I've been daring to wear a um, strappy top. Oh, I know. My getting, God, it's been lovely, hasn't it? Flesh out. It's been lush. I think this week it's it's getting shit again. Yeah, it's going shit. No, it makes such a difference your mental health having that bit of sunshine, doesn't it? Yeah, it does it's massively insane. for me. Some people, it, I mean, I, I want to meet someone that says they quite happy live in the dark. Oh no, I think not that's me. a vampire. Even though, you know, as a ginger, I, I do shy away from the sun. I really like it. Like, I like to have the sunshine out and feel the, feel yeah. the warmth. You don't necessarily need face. to be sat in it, like, burning yourself to a no. crisp. It's just the general feeling of... Vitamin D, babes. Vitamin D. Makes such a massive difference. I think I'm going to get one of those special lights next year for this winter. Yeah, for the... Um, it's sad sad, sad seasonal affective disorder. That's the yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. Do it. I fucking yeah. hate the winter. But yeah. like, I think I've said that enough times on this yeah. podcast, but I think we know this. to hear it again. Yeah. This. <laughs> um, uh, so what have you got to tell us about? Um, I've just, I've had an incredibly anxious week. Come uh, on, talk about it. Let's talk I say about it. it's been, I, I feel like the last time I felt this anxious was when I moved house. And that yeah, was the you, most anxious thing or the most... I don't know, anxiety-inducing thing that I've ever done in my life is moving house with two small children, moving into a house that needed complete renovation. So stressful, but I felt like that again this week. And um, it's manifested in lots of ways. As I've been sharing with Laura, I'm covered in a rash. <laughs> well, hopefully the antihistamine you took is going to start what? kicking in. I think it has already kicked in. I can Amazing. see it sort of like just dying back a bit. So I've got it all over my arms, on my neck, on my chest. It might be hives. <laughs> Breathe. Um, you know, I've been doing my really healthy diet with a nutritionist as well to try yes. and curb yes. anxiety. Is one of the things I've been trying to curb. Well, that fucking didn't work, did it? Well, it's not working for the anxiety. <laughs> but this is the thing. I think it's like it needs to be some sort of like multi-pronged attack when you've got anxiety. I love a multi-pronged attack. You know what yeah. I mean? It can't it just is. be one thing. No, it can't be. And I think this is the thing with anxiety is uh, we forget about the fact that it's not just one particular thing that makes us anxious, and it's not one particular thing that helps our anxiety. It's, it's many things. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I definitely have noticed difference though with this eating this healthy food. And I'm um, still eating sh- shitty stuff, but mainly like getting on with protein and all that jazz. I think if you can manage to make your breakfast, lunch, and dinner healthy, and then the bits in between, 
shit. Oh, well, at least you're counterbalancing it with the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well. That's oh, what well. The, that's what the nutritionist said. <laughs> was that her oh, official oh, professional God. diagnosis? <gasps> if you eat shit in between, oh, well. You'll be all right. Um, be all but right. It's, the, uh, it's my sleep, mate. Oh, my God. It's yeah. just gone out of the window. So on... We were staying at the Airbnb whilst our floor was done in here. And um, on the last night, I just had enough. Like, it was 11 nights. I really wanted to come home. Yeah. And I just wanted to be back at home. I think everything's been so transient in my life for a long time now that I just need some fucking stability and roots. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And um, I woke up at 3.30, couldn't go back to sleep, just lay there wide awake, listened to about 30 different meditations and none of them worked to try and make me chill out and go to sleep. It's having heart palpitations and all sorts of shit. And about five o'clock, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to have to get up with the kids in probably an hour. Oh, mate. I'm going to go home because no one was here. So I got in the car because, I mean, it is like around the corner, but we had the car at the house. So, yeah, I, I went home. I came out into the, the wilderness at 5 a.m. My pyjamas just like, oh, my God, this is so surreal. It felt so surreal. And then came back to our house and my cleaner had been around that day. And my bed oh. was like my my bathroom was spotless. My fucking bedroom. She's so amazing. I love her. We love my, Michelle. We love Michelle. She made my bed. Like she always makes it. It looks like it's a hotel. And um, I came in. I was just like, ah. <laughs> Oh, just okay. like crying because it was so beautiful and it smelled of like polish. <laughs> and then um, put some washing away because I brought we had a washing machine in this other place, so I I just spent the whole week those poor people absolutely rinsed their washing machine, um, put the washing away, and then I just I just got into bed and it was like clean sheets in a clean room. So did in Rob my know house. that you were leaving? No, I left a note. I didn't want to wake okay. anyone up, so I just left okay. a note and um, say so I'm going to go home and cry. Yeah, basically, I was like, I've been up since three thirty. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, so I've gone home. And I also thought if I came home and I went to sleep in this bed, at least I'd have like another hour sleep. Yeah, because um, it taken me about four hours to fucking get to sleep. So I reckon I'd had three and a half hours sleep. I don't think wow. I fell asleep till midnight, and then came back, sank into this like really weird little slumber, and then woke up and was just like. Oh, I just want to be home. And then we moved back that day. So, um, but I've done that every night for, since that night, I've woken up at 3.30 and just been wide awake. So like some crazy kind of insomnia. Yeah. But so the nutritionist said, cause she coincidentally checked in with me and she was like, how are you doing? I said, oh, look, my sleep's gone so shit. It's like she knew. She's like, like she knew. Witch. So basically when you're stressed, you produce cortisol. Yeah. And cortisol, um, uh, like suppresses the production of melatonin and melatonin yeah. is what makes you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so you need to have that or you, you wouldn't go to sleep without it. So basically my cortisol is so high that yeah. I just run out of melatonin because it's fucking suppressing it. So by 3am or 3am, I've run out of it. So that's why I just wake up and then I'm wide awake. That's mental, isn't it? That is mad. So oh. after obviously, you know, Vic is a supplement slag. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, you've made me a supplement slag. So <laughs> I love I, a supplement. <laughs> um, Vic had been told by her nutritionist about Cherry Active. Yeah. Now Vic takes the squash mm-hmm. and I take the capsule. Yeah. And I've also started like a small child. Yeah. Blinking <laughs> sleep well. And if you haven't heard of sleep well, it's basically like a um pre bedtime com- milk drink, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a milky drink that comes in a carton that you would expect from a you know your <laughs> child's school, basically. <laughs> but it's an oat drink and it really fucking works. It's got a this vi- is for sleep, both of these things are for sleep. What's that? Valerium. Valerium, that's it. And also Cherry Axe has got melatonin. So that's made a difference for me. Yeah. But 
we're when still you're just sleepless bitches, into, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I really, I mean, I will always struggle with my sleep anyway, which I've kind of like come to the conclusion of it is what it is. I can't control that, but yeah. I can try and help to aid it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Without me, like, it's all about safety. having to take sleeping pills all the time, isn't it? Yeah, like if I don't feel safe, then. I'm not going to sleep. No. That's when probably my, my stress levels kind of go through the roof. Exactly. So I get into bed every night and I pull the covers over myself and I go, you're safe here, Laura. You can go to sleep and nothing bad will happen. And I go, the children are safe. They're tucked in bed. Steve's oh. happy. He's snoring. You can go to sleep now. I like that. Oh, mate. Fucking hell. Talk about snoring. <laughs> Poor fucking Steve. So Saturday night. Oh, this is you snoring. You're the well, snorer. It was me, yeah. But I was so pissed off with Steve because I kept waking up to him snoring really loudly. Oh, so anyway, annoying. he woke me. He woke up on Sunday morning and he said to me, he was like, "Babe, listen to this. It's so beautiful." And he played it, and it's me snoring. <laughs> and he went, "I woke myself up snoring," and then I was like, "What the fuck is that noise?" And he said, "It was you." <laughs> he said, "And then you had the cheek to turn around and bollock me for snoring, and that was what you were doing." Oh my god, that's the other that's thing terrible. that's happened because you know um so we had like 20 nights of me not showing a bed with rob because oliver yeah. was in our room because of the renovations and then when we went to the airbnb he was also in the bed with oliver and i've just been sleeping on a mattress on the floor at the end of the bed living my absolute best life because hello i'm here for the single bed life um i've had to get back into the bed with rob it's so disgusting. No, I'm joking. It's been all right, actually. He hasn't bothered me too much. He has snored a couple of times. The thing is, right, he does this thing when he, he sleeps in this really weird way. He's like on his side and his arm is just like this. <laughs> like it looks like a swan, but he like dangles it. So I'll wake up and his hand is like there in my face. I'm like, fucking get off me, swat. He doesn't even know he's doing it. It's so annoying. It's the way he holds his arms. Like, oh, God. Anyway. Oh God. Enough of the wind. Why? Why do we live with these horrible boys? <laughs> um, have you got a story for us? A I headline. Do, I do have a headline for us, actually. Uh, I have to check. This is now part of the routine. Have you read it? No, I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to. Oh God. Because this one, yes, is in the daily sport. Okay. So, or the Sunday sports, sorry. So why would I ever have to worry about the legitimacy of this article when the headline is, I was proud to stretch 27 loom bands around my willy, then my bell end burst. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking loom bands. Yeah. I remember those. They were right craze, weren't they? They were a terrible for the environment. Think of the turtles. Think of the turtles. Well, think of this guy's poor turtle head. <laughs> it's exploded. <laughs> So that's a good one. I like it. Um, loom bands are nothing if not versatile. Users have made them into bracelets, belts, badges, and even dresses. Fucking dresses. I've never Dress seen a loom band. Are they really small? I can't remember. Or do they yeah, fit they're like really, really tiny. Small? They're like those little elastic hair bands, aren't they? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Can we just address before we go on any further? The noise in the background is Vic's builders. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're going to have to get over that, guys. You are. There's nothing we you have. can do about it. No, there's nothing <laughs> we can do. Uh, but adventurous Andrew Finch decided to turn the mega popular rubber trinket into an, un, um, into an improvised sex toy. And the escapade almost cost the unemployed welder his cock. 
Why have oh, we got to say he's a welder? I love that he's a welder. <laughs> and that he's unemployed. Uh, yeah. What are they like, oh, I'm looking for work. Uh, unmarried Andrew, 44. Again, why do we need to know that he's unmarried? <laughs> Originally bought a pack of loom bands for his 10-year-old niece. Why do we... Oh, my God. Oh, God, that makes it worse. even, like, just adds a really creepy tone to it. Yeah, but then he got them back to his home in Hollyhead, Anglesey, Curtis... Uh, curiosity took hold. The shame-faced former scout leader... Oh, no! Oh, God! Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh god well that's so creepy because yeah. you know like if he's, he was a former scout leader he's probably seen kids playing with those loom bands and then been like oh hello i know what i could do with those no i think that oh. maybe i don't i think maybe we're 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 the sick individuals for are we that. <laughs> this is this is the guy who made his bellend explode from putting too many loom bands on his penis oh, i think said, he's the issue not us said, i had a bit of cider i don't know why i say that because that's not like people sound like in Anglesey and uh, looked at the bag of loom bands the idea suddenly came to my head put one around your gentleman your gentleman yeah oh god this guy just gets worse and worse the he fact does that he his penis you know when you're like are you hoping are you hoping for a day after this but just also so you know. like so he's like telling this in the first person so he's yeah. actually agreed. oh he's been interviewed yeah I bet he submitted the story don't you 100% it was a tight fit well obviously oh, oh you know what he's trying to imply that he's got a big willy right uh, it was a tight fit but it went on anyway like Pringles, I popped and I just couldn't stop. To be honest, I was quite chuffed with myself when I realised there were 27 bands around my knob. Ugh, it looked quite decorative. Ew! <laughs> but then it started to throb. After growing... Uh, oh, I can't work out what that says because it's blurred because I have to zoom in on the articles. Um, after growing whatever it says... Andrew realised the bands were cutting off circulation to his penis and his bell end was swelling <laughs> alarmingly. He added, try as I might, I could not get them off. One, at one point, I tried burning them off. What the fuck with a lighter? But then, of course, the only thing I managed to do was scorch my undershaft. <laughs> this guy's a fucking class A idiot. <laughs> and I got what felt like blood vessels popping in the oh, tip and realised the Lord. whole bell end could blow off. Then I dialed <laughs> 999. The incident would have remained a secret between Andrew and medical staff had he not told a friend about his agony. He said, I told a bloke down the pub who asked why I was limping. I told the bastard in confidence, but the next day it was the whole talk of Hollyhead. People <laughs> were jeering me the next morning and I went uh, and I went to get a cider. He loves his cider. It was, it was so embarrassing. That's when the newspaper started phoning. I've decided to speak to the Sunday Sport in the hope that I can draw an under, uh, a line under this episode and get on with my life. I've not given my niece the loom bands. They've gone in the bin. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking hell. I think what we need to do is recreate that 999 call right now. I mean, he's a hollow eyebrows. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, just, he terrifies me. He really, really fucking terrifies me. Okay, let's do the 999 call right now. Who who are you going to be? The operator? I'll be the man? operator. <laughs> All right. Um, 999, what's your emergency? Um, I've had an accident. Why is he rubbing? I don't know. That's the only accent you've got. (laughs) 
Okay, sir, uh, would you like to give me your name? Could I, could I please stay anonymous because it's quite embarrassing, actually. <laughs> of course, what seems to be the problem? The penis, it's, uh, it's very red. <laughs> and what have you done with your penis? Where is it right now? Um, I, I'm a bit ashamed to tell you this, but um, I've, I've, I've put some loom bands on it. <laughs> Sorry, sir, did you say loom bands? That's correct. Do you know the ones? They're quite, they're quite popular now. You can make all sorts of things out of them. I've heard that somebody even made a dress out of them. <laughs> but for some reason, I thought they would make an excellent appendage to my penis. Can I ask, have you got a lighter handy? Because you might be able to burn them off. <laughs> what, what do I do to reduce the spelling? Have you tried to remove one? It, they won't come off. They're quite stuck. No worries. Help is on its way. <laughs> Not even any advice. Pop, pop, pop it in a glass of milk. <laughs> Everything goes in a glass of milk. You lose a finger, you lose a tooth, it all goes in a glass oh, of milk. Does it? Yeah. Oh you my lose God, a tooth, I didn't you put know it in this. a glass of milk. Okay, I've lose got a finger. Uh, Maybe full, you don't full put it in milk. Full fat or semi-skimmed. Um, what, what do you have, Andy? What do you have, Andy? Andy? <laughs> I've actually only got almond milk. Is that the same? I think that will do. Just pop <laughs> it in. <laughs> God, what an idiot! My my advice would be, I don't know what do you give it. How, how where where do you begin with the advice? I, I, I suppose you want to try blood. and reduce the swelling, don't you? Yeah, but how? Put something cold. See, told you, bang on it. There you go. Or get like bag of peas on it. Get a bag of peas on it. Just on the end. Would, do you think? Why was he still erect? Because, mate, you'd have no fucking choice. It's essentially he's put on fifty mini cock rings. Like the, actually the size of like fair. 27. So he's put on 27 mini cock rings. That's what he's done. That are too tight. So that's what all it's doing is just restricting any flow. So the blood is just pooling in the end. And stuck there. Oh, Lord. So did it actually burst then? No. Well, you die, surely. Well, I don't know. I feel like it would maybe <sighs> cause long-term damage. Have you, have you ever had like a really bad head rush where all of your blood like goes to your head and you're like... Ugh! I but imagine you know that's what, what though it could it could completely cut off the circulation to it, and it could. Just I wonder if he die. has a lifeless bell end. He might do. It's a bit like when you have. Um, <laughs> you know they floppy, do that with uh, hemorrhoids, penis. They do that with hemorrhoids, really bad hemorrhoids. They um, tie a little elastic band around oh, them, no, and then yeah, they fall no. off. Oh, <laughs> imagine that! No, <laughs> thankfully I'm not at that stage. Well, uh, anybody listening who have hemorrhoids, if you've got loom bands. No, so, so, no don't do it we are not qualified to actually administer this information. <laughs> pop them in some milk. <laughs> just pop them in some milk and then make a necklace out of them. That's what we like to do with things that fall off our bodies. Oh, oh very funny. Um, right, should we have a Being story? That was all right, wasn't it? It was getting a bit like sinister when it said the scout leader. I was concerned. Yeah. But we, we redeemed ourselves. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Somehow. Um, we've got a little tidy up response. Oh, I've got a tidy up response as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, you do yours and then I'll just do this one. Um, it was the one about the uh, cup in the thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Fucking hell, that sounds gone. like a massive fart you're doing. <laughs> I'll tidy up medical answer. Okay. Okay, so here we go. So this is a little tidy up. After our chat about the tumbler in that woman's piss hole, yes, the other the other week, we were, we were very confused about as the vagina to how stone. on earth, yeah, 
the tumbler had gone up her minge and ended up in her bladder. We didn't yeah. understand that. I'm so intrigued already. I'm and excited. Her, she's, a, I'm a, she's a pediatrician from New York City. <gasps> oh my God. We're so fancy. I'm a pediatrician from New York City. It's amazing. Um, so first of all, I absolutely love you ladies. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I started listening to the podcast after giving birth to my boy in the midst of the pandemic in 2020. It made me feel less lonely in those middle of the night feeding sessions. And I haven't missed one single episode since then. That's amazing. That is amazing. So I'm a pediatrician from New York City and just wanted to offer a possible answer to the tumbler in bladder story. So as Laura said, some women, oh, Laura knew this, can have fistulas that connect the bladder to the vagina. Ah, right. I mean, I don't think you actually said that. That's not what I meant. (laughs) But hey, we'll give you credit for it. Thank you, um, pediatrician from New York. <laughs> so women can be born with it, which is actually rare, or they acquire it as a complication from a bad infection or birth wow. trauma. Wow. So their their wee hole or their, their bladder, bladder is connected to their vagina. So this is Shit, she does that mean they piss out of their vagina hole? No, I don't think so. It's just connected. So a fistula is really just a connection or hole that forms between two organs. That is mental. So yeah. That's one hell of a hole though to transport a tumbler. But the thing is though, if the tumbler started to penetrate it, it might've made it bigger. It's like if you pick it up. Yeah, but then surely that's when you would start weeing out of your vagina hole. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. uh, Obstetric. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Obstetric. I know all of the medical terms. I know the qualified doctor over here. Um, Obstetric fistulas are very common in undeserved areas where women don't have access to medical care. The fistulas during birth increase in women who were forced to have a female genital mutilation. Wow. Female circumcision as kids. Sadly, still a common practice in many African countries. Yeah. Women who have vesicovaginal fistulas can be constantly leaking pee through their vagina. Wow. And women with ana, anal vaginal ones can leak poo. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I've I've heard about this. I know someone I've that's never one heard of those. Of that. The anal vaginal ones um had it after childbirth because like obviously the trauma from pushing out the baby just created a fistula between that and then so she would poo out her vagina. Yeah. Fucking hell, that must be so bad. It's mad, isn't it? Can leak, so you can leak poo. This is incredibly shameful for many women, and they are sometimes expelled from their communities because of the bad smell. Oh man, that's so sad. Um, There there are great organizations that are working to bring awareness about this, like endfistula.org. You can find more info there. Um, I hope this gives you an answer of how the tumbler could have ended up in the bladder. No. Yeah, well, I mean, that you learned something new. It made its way through the fistula hole. That's like full on my fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, crazy. My bladder weakness has got quite bad recently, actually. I really need to start working on my pelvic floors. Has it? Yeah. Just all of a sudden. And obviously my anxiety tells me it's because I've got cancer. So that's fun. Oh my God. No, but it's just age, isn't it? I think as well. I tend to find also, it's like the lead up to my period. That's when it gets bad. Oh, mate, but me too. Yeah, I find that. Yeah. It just feels like really slack do you know what I mean I don't know if it's because like your uterus is heavier I think so so. it's having an impact on your bladder yeah I'd say so right I've got I've got a quick tidy up time actually oh yeah go on then it's um it's to do with the heartbreak which I think was that last week's episode yes it was last week's episode that's yeah okay so hello hello that was was mid mid birth hang on I think I've got another one coming Oh, I had a slice of cake earlier. Bloody lovely. Fucking slice of cake. It's a bloody nice day. 
<laughs> Steve made cake yesterday. Love him. So um, <laughs> you know, I've got to, I've got to help out. Yeah, it's showing um, you appreciation. Oh yeah. Hello, Slack. You wonderful Slack bags. Can't tell you how much you both have helped me out since the start of the podcast. I'm so happy to know there are so many other dirty bitches out there. Hell yeah, there are. I do have a hilarious story to share, but firstly, wanted to address the lady who sent in the agony aunt last week. I have been that heartbroken a couple of times. I fall deep. I fall hard. Watch your gana dull. My friend once told me that when she finally met the person who she was, who was truly her person, she thanked all the heartbreaking wankers for doing what she couldn't bring herself to do. They showed her how it's not supposed to be. Sorry. Yeah. And to set her free to grow and learn and finally meet her lobster. Oh. This really helped me every time some fucker smashed my old ticker into the dust. And now I have my steady dude who's just so easy to be with and truly who I truly entrust implicitly. She will be okay eventually. Send her all of my love. Oh, yeah. look at us bloody slags, boys legs. I know. It's so lovely. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with that because, you know, I had a hell of a lot of terrible, terrible boyfriends. Yeah. Um, so many of them. And when I met Rob, it just felt so different. It just didn't, it was just easy. You yeah. know, there was no, there was no doubt. There was no worry. He just mm. made me feel completely secure. And uh, I just know, yeah, it was like, it was so different from anything I'd ever experienced before. Yeah, I think like for Steve and I, it was, we very haphazardly obviously fell into our relationship. It, I, I had planned an 18 to 30 holiday six months after I met because I didn't think I'd be with him still. And, you know, we, I was fucking 17. Like I thought I was going to settle down with him. Um, and when I was 21, I just thought, oh, this is just bullshit. Like I can just have this relationship with anyone. I'm bored. I'm fucking bored of being in the same relationship when I split up with him. And I just realized quite quickly, actually, fuck, what I do have with Steve is quite special. Yeah. I, I've, you know, I, I still stand by the fact I still wanted to be that glorious person that, you know, hunts her way around fucking gospel, but it just didn't happen for me. And to be honest with you, I don't think it would have ever happened for me anyway, because I've got massive fucking trust issues around men. Yeah. I'd love to hear from this woman how she's done over the last yeah. sort of week or so. And she's getting, how she's getting, getting on. Better. And I'm hoping he's not made any contact with her. Mm. I feel like, I feel like he's got another life. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this one got a little bit too complicated to manage and I know I know somebody who uh, that happened to very successful woman who for all intents and purposes very confident on her own and she got completely hoodwinked by a guy who had a completely other different life Madness, no idea. yeah he was engaged so and married oh my god yeah Fucking hell, how did you keep no that a secret? I just couldn't do that. Mate, I can't even keep a secret the fact that I'm going for a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, should we have a little story? Yeah, go ahead, mate. Can I just say how fucking amazing our stories and agony aunts, like, like the community that we've got, it's just, isn't it fucking amazing, Vic? I love it. I absolutely love like, it. Like, it's just, I love, we all, we really cannot stress enough how much we fucking love this community of women that you tune in every week, but you're also part of it. It's like a sisterhood. It's a community. It's a sisterhood. Oh, um, my glasses are so fucking smudged. It's doing my head and my looking both on a thong. Voice note, here we go. You ready for it? Oh, yeah, let's have a little voice note then. Laura's Ooh, got a story. So- Laura's got a story. Yeah. 
it's a voice note it's a voice note (laughs) I can't see out my glasses I'm gonna have to lift them up off my head okay are we ready for the voice note let's do it it's a two-parter okay so it's gonna cut off and then we've got to hit the second part of it yeah that's fine so excited (laughs) hi girls I've just listened to your most recent podcast the such a funny the twat tumbler was just had me in absolute hysterics. I wanted to just reach out to the agony aunt lady near the end um, who said about her five-month new relationship and him ending things suddenly. Um, you are absolutely amazing and you do not need dickhead men like that in your life. Behind every single storm cloud, there is the sun and you are the sun. So you mm. will get through this. and. The only positive thing I can say in terms of the relationship was at least it ended now rather than down the line when you are knee deep in a long-term relationship. So true. Oh, my God. What a fucking... You are absolutely amazing. You have a son that will be loving you unconditionally and you are worth everything. You are worth everything and more. And I really do hope one day that you will find someone that is worthy to be with you because you don't deserve to be treated like shit from your ex-husband and from this absolute horrible dickhead as well that's done this to you as well. You are absolutely amazing. And it just nearly had me in tears. I really, really feel for you. Um, And... I am the same. I absolutely love this podcast. You have literally brightened my Tuesdays. And every other day I, I re-listen to your podcast when oh. I'm feeling a little low. And I just think both of you girls are absolutely amazing. And Aww. yes, please do a live tour. Please, please, please do a live tour. Aww. Oh, that was so lovely. And just especially as we were just saying about how supportive everyone is on here. Yeah. And we, we haven't listened to that voice message. That. No. no. So it wasn't um, a story, but it was a fucking beautiful message. Oh, I also God. think it's, you know, we've just literally had two messages back to back that just go to show like how deeply that that kind of situation reaches women because yeah, I think because a lot I of women we've have been, all in been it. through it. We've like yeah. I think everyone's has one story, or at least one incident of heartbreak in their life. Yeah. You know, from a relationship. I think that's really common. That's the other thing to remember too, is that lots of other people have been through it and it doesn't yeah. really feel like that when you're in it. No, it's, it doesn't feels really isolated like no one could possibly understand how you feel because mm. you they don't know how it felt to love that person or to you know want but to I be think that, that person goes, but actually that goes for any struggle doesn't it's it universal. anything anything yeah. like that you know if it's mental health if it's a marriage breakup if it's just sort of general illness you, you just feel so alone in it and you think but you can't begin to understand what I'm going through because yeah. what I feel feels so um singular but it's not it's not at all so like I really hope that she's listening and I hope that gives us yeah and and the the the, um slither of hope is that we all survived it as well and we didn't think we were going to survive it but we did fucking survive it and it does make you stronger I know I that thing of like oh what does it kill you will make you stronger it is true unfortunately (laughs) well thanks for saying something that <laughs> no, really but I see that as positive, you know, because it is. it's it's it doesn't feel like it, but it really does. I think it just makes you so much more resilient to life. Um, and let's face it, life 
fucking shit. No, it's not. Don't say that. That's really depressing. <laughs> fucking hell. It, it likes to throw a lot of shit at us, doesn't it? It's just, um, we just have to deal with it. That's it. There's no escaping it. All right, so this is a little story. Actually, it's probably more of a tidy up time than anything, but oh, it's, still, it. it's still a story. So currently listening to episode 63, and you're asking, what is the worst thing you've ever done in an argument? So here's mine. Or oh, I like this. This is good. <laughs> After making sausage sarnie for my husband and myself, he asked which one was his. Can't remember why it matters, as they were probably exactly the same. I said, the one on the left. His reply, which one is that? Oh, my God. That's the kind of thing Rob would do. I'd be like, are you having a stroke? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what the one on the left means. I said the one on the left. To which he picked one of them up, threw it on the floor, smashing the plate and saying <gasps> he didn't know which one was for him. Oh, oh my, my God. God. My reaction You want to smash dishes Not a problem I then proceeded to smash Every plate Side plate <gasps> And bowl That was in the cupboard oh. <laughs> <laughs> The hell. only ones Which were spared Were on the draining board I then went upstairs To run a bath As I knew if I stayed Near my husband I would have probably Taken a rolling pin to him <laughs> Stayed out the way Until my rage subsided And came back down the stairs To find he Had cleaned up All the smashed dishes it's a good job he cleaned it up because it would probably still be in there otherwise. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. I don't think I've ever smashed a dish. Um, I have, have accidentally, yet. which was quite upsetting because I had my dinner on it and I cried. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I accidentally walked into a wall, which obviously is not ideal. And um, it just slid out of my hand and onto the floor. And so Steve halved his dinner with me. Oh, was that um, was that like a, a rage accidental accident? No, it wasn't. Just, it was a happened. fucking clumsy Laura incident. I, I can't remember if I told this story, but I remember once being really, really like so badly premenstrual. And I made hollandaise sauce from scratch. And it was like fucking perfect, but I mistimed doing the eggs and then it curdled. And then I dropped the egg on the floor and the sauce was curdled and I just had an absolute meltdown. And Rob scooped up the egg, washed it under the sink, had that one, gave me the nice egg and then (laughs) let me have all the curdled holiday sauce was like, it's okay. Okay, it's so yummy. No, it's okay. It's just I'm gonna have diarrhea, but it's okay. I, I can't believe you made me. This is amazing. <laughs> this is your four kids. Now he'd be like, "Oh, shut up, you fucking lunatic!" <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell. Um, um, that that's amazing. All of the I just be livid. You got how much I money? Might. No that would way. cost to replace. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, that's not acceptable in this house. I mean, I don't, I've, I've, I've been living off the same two plates now for three you months. You won't even let people walk in that parquet for and in their fucking shoes, let I alone know. smash something on oh it. Oh my God, we we have got to let go about the parquet floor. So we've just had this parquet floor laid. You need to let it go. And it's the whole of the ground floor. Rob's worse than me. And um, he's covered the whole thing in plastic because we've still got people coming in at the house and we've been decorated. So that makes sense. But he's like, don't put that there. Don't put that there. We've got we to gotta protect the floor. He's like, put towels under every single thing that's on it. I'm like, fucking hell, Rob. We're going to have to actually live yeah, in this you, space at some you point. Can't, you can't live like that. I know, but it is such a thing of pure beauty. Beauty. Yeah, I mean, it looks sick. It looks it so looks beautiful. In. My friend was like, I can't believe you spent seven grand on the floor. And I hadn't thought about it like that. And I was like, oh yeah, shit. Now I am. It's a lot of floor. It's a lot of floor. And it's a floor that will last you a lifetime, Vic. We'll never have to change it. We'll never have to change it. Forever. 
Oh you know? God, it's not beautiful. If um, you oh, well, let me actually say, because the people that supplied the parquet, if you are looking for reclaimed parquet wood, they're called Wood Job UK, which does sound like hand job or something untoward, doesn't it? Whenever I say it, I think, oh, that's a bit cheeky. Um, so it's Wood Job UK. They do reclaimed parquet. They do a lot of uh, reclaimed wood. They do reclaimed boners. Um, If you want um, someone to lay a floor for you that's highly specialised well, then message me because this fella that did ours was immaculate. He was so good and he absolutely loved it. You know, like you just meet a tradesman that's like so passionate about his job. He spoke to me for hours and hours about a park. I was like, this is literally the most boring thing and I don't care. Yeah, that would be intense But still, um, he's amazing. So message me. His name is Mike and I can give you his details. Anyway, that was just a little small That's business nice. plug. Two small business You know business what I was plugs. thinking? I wonder if the people on this podcast know about the fact that we are separate entities. What do you mean? That we're not connected like, at the vagina. We've Oh my God, we've got like oh. a fistula between your vagina and my vagina. Do you think? Do you think we pass we're, each we're other's fistula? We're connected at the fistula. <laughs> we're connected at the fistula. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, is that people know that we are no holes barred, but do you think that they know... Like, I thought it would be quite nice if, like, you said about what you do. Oh, and what then you can say about what you do. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, I don't know. Have we ever, have we ever spoken about that? About, we do like, a bit, because we talk about being on Instagram, don't we? Yeah, I guess so. I just thought about it as I was trying to go to sleep last night. But yeah, I'm sure some obviously. people listen to it and don't realise that there we're anything we're, outside of this. Yeah, that we are... This isn't actually our... This, this is our main thing. This is our side not. hustle. This is our, yes. Side our hustle. <laughs> um, that's what you call it, I think. If you're like, you know, I don't know. You know that whole like, um, how do you feel about that whole terminology? Uh, boss woman, whatever Bad it is. Bad boss bitch. Bad boss bitch, that kind of thing. It just makes me think of Kim Kardashian, which then makes me wretch a little bit because then it makes <laughs> me think of her saying... Girls just don't, just women just don't know how to work hard. anymore. They don't yeah, know how to no. work hard. Yeah. yeah, that's what it reminds me of. So no, I, don't I, think, really I think it puts. Too, it makes me feel too pressured as well. Do you know what I mean? To be so the successful, to constantly just be what everyone expects women to be, rather than women just being allowed to fucking rock up however they want to be. I know. I know. I mean, good god, it's exhausting. I'm the worst person for putting pressure on myself to. Yeah, I mean, I am. Achieve. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not particularly great. Like I, I over expect too much of myself, and then yeah, and I never fulfil it. So I'm just no, a constant disappointment to myself. <laughs> I read something the other day about being about signs of being a perfectionist. I mean, yeah. I'm the shittest perfectionist ever because I never actually managed to completely perfectly execute anything. I know it, I want the perfection, but I can't be bothered to execute it. Well, I read it, and it's basically me. <laughs> yeah. So signs of a perfectionist is um, you you know, you have really high expectations of yourself that you overanalyze everything that you do. You are yeah. super self-critical. Oh my God, um, hello. That you are, I think over generous might have also been one of them on there. Oh, really? So, yeah, it was really interesting. I was like, fucking hell, I'm doomed. <laughs> I'm fucking doomed. Um, anyway, let's move on from the silly idea of actually saying what we do for a living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh. hi, ladies. Absolutely love, love, love your podcast. I'm listening. I'm listening. Fucking hell, Laura, what's wrong with you? I'm listening religiously every week. Thought I'd share a funny story with you that happened to me about five years ago. I was living in a bungalow with my husband and then two-year-old son. Hubby and son went out for breakfast one morning, leaving me to lie in bliss. 
I woke up in my own sweet time and decided to have a long hot shower. I stepped into the bathroom and automatically locked the door behind me. The lock falls off in my hand. Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> so I grabbed my phone. Nope, didn't bring that with me. I had a little panic cried to myself, then realised that's doing a sweet FA because there is literally no one about to hear me. Oh so there God, I the am, fear. stood in just my husband's t-shirt. My husband's t-shirt. I've made that sound sexy, but it's it. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. Freezing my tits off, thinking, how the fuck, fuck, do I get out? So I climb up onto the toilet and then onto the windowsill. I briefly consider climbing out of the window, but it only opens at the top. There's no She's way. She's got knickers on either though, has she? <laughs> oh my God. There's no way my thick thighs are getting through that gap. So all I could do was press my tits up against the window, dangle one arm out and frantically shriek for help. I shit you not. <laughs> you not two runners jog by with their heads in the absolute bastards <laughs> 45 minutes later a lovely lady spots me and says she'll grab her husband to help he comes back with a large screwdriver which he passes to me through the window i managed to unlock the door by turning the screwdriver in the space the bloody lock was uh, was and i'm free I go bounding to the front door to thank him, tits swinging under, um, away <laughs> under the T-shirt of my husband's, only to realise that I'm handing back his screwdriver, that I'm wearing the T-shirt from my husband's stag do with a giant picture of, of his grinning face on it. I must have looked absolutely mental. Anyway, hope that gave you a laugh. Bloody love you both. Thanks for Oh, mate, care. the fucking panic of that. That used to be like an actual fear of mine as a kid because I did get locked in the toilet and it was very traumatic. Was it when you left the log? I know. In fact, that log was a result of being locked in. <laughs> and I was so terrified that I just had to come on off right there and then. <laughs> I, I got locked into a bedroom once with Elliot um, Our door just broke uh, Like while it was shut And it was like fuck Steve was at work I think And I had to call my dad And I love my dad so much He came round and he went The other side of the door I just heard like this muffled tone Laura <laughs> Stand clear <laughs> Oh I my heard... god did he like bust it open With physical force No because this is the funny bit Then I heard like this yeah, running. <laughs> he was running up to the door and then it just a <laughs> and he didn't open the door. <laughs> oh god. I love that my dad thought he was strong enough. He was like, Laura Stan, come and back. this shit's about to go down. <laughs> and and nothing. nothing happened. <laughs> I can't even remember how he got in at the end. I think I was dying of laughing at just the sheer like presence of his little footsteps and then a, a thud at the door and nothing happening. The only thing that's happened to me, I mean, I didn't get locked in, but it was where I had to like call on the help of a stranger was I lived in a flat uh, with another girl. And um, basically we had this like smell in our kitchen. Now tell this story. No. This smell in our kitchen. Just you're like, oh, what is that? That is not nice. And it just got more and more putrid until it was like something is dead in here. We need oh. to work out what the hell is going on. So she was a complete pussy. So she left me to do it and she went to work. So I took off the kickboards of the kitchen and it was all dark underneath the kitchen. I couldn't see anything. So I got my phone and I shone a light and there was like nothing, 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 nothing. And then 
it illuminated a rat that was the size of like a fucking fox. It'd obviously been there such a long time. You know, they start to like expand. Yeah. And it was a huge balloon rat, basically. I screamed and um, ran out into the street and uh, I lived right next to a tube station. So loads of people were committed. This is London too. Everyone's so fucking unhelpful. Loads of people were going to work. And I was like, oh, somebody help me? Because I didn't know what to do at all. I was so like fucking flappy and no one helped me. I was like, there's a rat. Can you just look at it? Can you help me? They're like, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't know. I just need some fucking support because I can't handle the fact there's a massive rat in my house. There's a ballooning rat under oh, my kickboard. Oh my God, it was disgusting. And like the grim. smell when I took the kickboard off, it just like oh, punched you in the fuck. face, the whiff of What's death. just rotting flesh, isn't it? And then um, I, I had to call out the pest control and they came and he was an absolute nerd and he had to fumigate the whole house. Oh. Stand back. I'm like my dad at the door. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I always there. call my dad in an emergency For that, I'd ring my dad And I'd be like, I, I, I can't do now, bless him But I'd be like Come save me, come come save me. me. I, I remember calling him once actually I'd come home from work And um, I was on my lunch break And I called him at work I was like, dad, there's a really big fucking spider On my front door Oh my and god, that's so funny Yeah, and my dad was like, Laura I'm in Andover, which is an hour and a half way yeah. He's like, I, I can't I cannot come this time And I was like, please go home <laughs> yeah. Oh, dads I know, dads, aren't they, le- aren't they legendary? They are. Um, all right, then. I think that brings us to the end of another episode, doesn't it? I agree. I think We've had does. lots of lulls today. It's been very yeah, nice. It's been very lighthearted, but also heartwarming as the community we have. We're all connected at the fistula. We're all connected by the fistula. Just one long vaggie fistula. Fist. That's what we are. That's the, what we the are. Va- the vaginal fist <laughs> of fury. Of love. Of love, yes, yeah, sorry, love. of love. I know, but it's vaginal fist of love doesn't quite have the, the same the ring VFL. to it. VFL. Alliteration, VFL. not quite. Um, if you want to send us a story, oh, we love the voice notes. Send us some more voice yeah, notes. They're really they good. are great. You can DM us those or you can email us at Gmail. Well, oh, not at Gmail, that's just at Gmail. It's going to send yeah, us just a email. It's just the word Google. Google anywhere. <laughs> I'll pass it on. You can email us at noholesbardpodcast at gmail.com or what else can I do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page at noholesbardpodcast and they can um, voice message us or they can write on into us to our DMs. Um, and sex toys are still available. Yeah, on our website. www.noholesbardpodcast.com And uh, we'll see you all next week, you beautiful bitches. See, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.